Welcome. This is Brother Brennan coming to you live from Fayetteville, Arkansas <clears throat> with another Fishers of Men video broadcast. It is our Tuesday night Bible study and uh, tonight we're going to be getting into Ephesians chapter 5 and I hope it will be a blessing to you guys um, and uh so we are going to be getting into that. But before we do, uh, I want to do some prayers and praises, and then we will do some announcements. And um, we will do some announcements, if any, and then we'll dive right into the Bible study. <coughs> now, um... So prayers and praises. So if you guys have any prayers or praises, feel free to mention them in the comments if you like. Uh, just to, you know, if there's anything you want to praise God for, um, you know, feel free to uh, mention that as well. You can feel free to mention that if you like. Um, but other than that, uh, <coughs> I think for... The average prayer request, if we can keep Brother Joey in prayer uh, for his pain. Um, let's pray for our brothers and sisters and their lost loved ones. For those who do have lost loved ones, 
Um, do pray for those who do watch these videos. Um, <clears throat> as well as pray for me as well. Um, today has been a very, um, a very, very, uh, um, discouraging day. Okay, it was a very, uh, discouraging day for me. I don't know why. I know what I'm discouraged about. But I don't know why I'm being as discouraged as I am. Um, it's really affected my work this morning and this afternoon. It's really, really affected just my mind and my thoughts. And just really has a... F really just affected just kind of just some things of my life. Um, and I was actually at a, I was really not wanting to do a video tonight because, um, of that and was just going to just postpone it for tomorrow. <coughs> well, kind of got the thinking that maybe I should, um, just do the video um, do the video, uh, to kind of keep my mind going. Hang on a second. To kind of keep my mind going. Um, really still feel kind of, um, if I seem to be tuned out <clears throat> or just <clears throat> off somewhere else, it's probably just you know, what's been kind of going on today. So, um, please do pray for me. Um, pray for the message. Uh, pray for this video. Pray that God would take this video and just use it in a mighty, powerful way. Okay? So, pray for me. Um, because I need it. I really, really need it. Now I don't know if it's because God's getting ready to do something in my life. I don't know. I get, the, I get, I kind of get the feeling sometimes. The reason why I'm having all these things lately happening, um, I think God's getting ready to do something. So pray for that, if you will. <clears throat> and I believe that. I believe God's getting ready to do something in my life. Um, there's some things that you all don't know about, and. Uh, I may announce that soon, okay? I may announce that soon. Um, and I just, just, I really do think God's about to, I think God's about to do something. I, I really do. I really do think that God is about to do something. So you pray for me on that. You pray for my video. You pray for my ministry, okay? And, um... I appreciate the prayers. I really do. I, for all those who are praying for me, I really do appreciate you and I love you. Um, I don't want to be disingenuous. I want to be a genuine born. I Listen, I'm born again and I know I am. And I just want to be a genuine Christian and not one that's going to be a hypocrite. Okay. 
So you, so I just, I just want to be genuine. I just want to love you guys, love on you. <coughs> I appreciate you, and um, so yeah, so you pray for me, okay? Um, cause I need it too. I need it too. Um, so if, if you guys don't have any prayers or praises, let's let's go before the Lord and take uh, these prayer requests to Him. Amen. <coughs> Excuse me, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, I come to you, Lord, um, this evening, Lord, for Tuesday night Bible study. Pray, Lord, that you would bless this Bible study. Pray, Lord, that you would give me the words to speak. Um, Lord, do just I do pray and ask you, Lord, that you just give me the words to speak, Lord, to, to all those who are watching and listening. Um, pray, Lord, that you'd give me wisdom, Lord. Um, pray, Lord, that that those, all those who watch, Lord, that they would receive from you, uh, not from me, but from you. I pray, Lord, that you just that you would just speak through each and every single person here through your word. Pray, Lord, that you just lead and guide, um, lead and guide every, every single one of us according to your will. And Lord, I do thank you and praise you for your goodness. <clears throat> Lord, I want to lift up Brother Joey to you. Um, pray and ask you, Lord, you be with him. That you comfort him, Lord, through his pain. Pray, Lord, uh, <clears throat> that you would bless him, lead him, and guide him. Pray, Lord, that you would just, just help him, Lord, through his infirmities, Lord. Um Lord, I do also want to pray for another brother, Lord, who struggles. Um, do thank you, Lord, for his friendship. But I do pray and ask you, Lord, that you would help him and uh, in his infirmities, Lord, and even through the things he struggles with and the stuff that his family struggles with. Pray, Lord, you be with them, bless them, lead them, guide them. Thank you, Lord, for that. Lord, do pray for each and every single one of those who have lost family members. Pray, Lord, you just uh, please help them to be uh, salt and light for, for, uh, for their lost family members. I pray, Lord, that you'd help them to, help them to be good and faithful witnesses, uh, for you, uh, to them. Pray, Lord, you just lead them and guide them, Lord. Give them the words to speak. Pray, Lord, <clears throat> that you will work in their lost families, uh, hearts and lives. I pray, Lord, you just open their hearts and lives, open their eyes to see their need for you. And, uh, Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you just be with our brothers and sisters, Lord. Please be with those who are watching this and tune in, Lord. Pray, Lord, that they this would uh, be a blessing for them and that you just lead them and guide them, Lord, according to your purpose and will. And, Lord, we do thank you and praise you, Lord, uh, for your goodness and mercy. And, Lord, we do lift this to you and we do pray and ask all these things, Lord, in your name. Amen. All right, you guys, um, so I'm going to sing, uh, <clears throat> in this hymn book that I have, I'm going to sing hymn number 35, uh, Come Thou Fount, and uh, hopefully it'll be a blessing to you guys. Come thou fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing, Call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sonnet 
sung by flaming tongues above. Praise the mount, I'm fixed upon it, mount of thy redeeming love. Here I raise to thee an altar, hither by thy help I'm come. And I hope by thy good pleasure safely to arrive at home. Jesus saw me when a stranger wandering from the fold of God. He to rescue me from he to rescue me from danger interposed his precious blood. I'm sorry, I kind of butchered that one. Now the uh, third line of this song. Ready? Oh, to grace, how great a debtor, or oh, daily I'm constrained to be. Let thy goodness, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. Prone to Lord, one, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, oh, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. Amen. Um, <clears throat> we're all prone to wander, amen. Even I am, and I do apologize, I sort of... I sort of butchered that a little bit. My mind is just, I'm, I'm telling you, my mind is really just not into it. Um, that's kind of why I wanted to postpone it, but now I'm like, yeah, I, I should probably end up doing it anyways. Um, so anyways, uh, some announcements. Um, I do have an announcement uh, coming soon. Okay, so be prepared for that. Um, it's, I won't say what it is yet, but just be prepared for it. Okay. Um, also I do want to mention, <coughs> we have these, um, cards, Fishers and Men cards. I wish I can, it's going to look backwards. Okay. So just bear with me. Um, I have these Fishers and Men cards to help promote the sermon audio ministry. If you like one, let me know. If you'd like to help pass them out, um, let me know as well. If you want to uh, pass them out and you're near me, uh, talk to me in person. We'll get some to you so you can help pass them out if you like. Okay. Um, on the back has a Bible verse. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, 2 Corinthians 5.21, he, uh, for he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Okay, that right there is like the gospel in one, like, in one verse, so I think it's pretty neat. Um, for those of you that want, uh, more cards to hand out, let me know and we'll get some mailed out to you, okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, other announcement. Uh, 
Um, next week, we will be finishing up Ephesians. Uh, we'll be getting into Ephesians 6 next week, Lord wills. Um, after that, okay, so two weeks from today, uh, we will be starting the book of 1 Peter. And uh, we'll go through our we'll go through the study of First Peter, and then um, after we get done with First Peter, I'm thinking we'll probably get into James. Okay, so after Ephesians, we'll do First Peter, and then after that, we will do the book of James. Um, there's a lot of stuff in James that I think uh, will really fit what we're talking about, and it and I think it would be. Uh, a book that we should all study, and it'll be interesting because uh, James has a lot of things that he says, and it, some of it's really not that pleasant, but it needs to be said. Amen? So, <clears throat> so we're going to do, we're going to finish up Ephesians, then do First Peter, and then do the book of James. Amen? <coughs> So that's kind of the progression that we're going to be going to through. And um, we are um, we are in we're going to be in we're in Ephesians chapter 5 tonight. And next week we'll be in Ephesians 6 and then we'll wrap up Ephesians 6. Amen. So um, other than that, I don't have any other announcements. Um, so yeah, I think we'll go ahead and get started. So if you have your Bibles with you this evening, I want you to turn with me to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, I'm going to start in verse 1. It says, Be ye therefore followers of God, as dear children... And walk in love as Christ also hath loved us, and hath given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Now, we are to walk in love. Amen. So Paul is admonishing uh, the Ephesians... To be not just followers of God as dear children, but <clears throat> to walk in love. And love is actually a big, big thing. Okay? Uh, we are commanded to love. And um, I want us to go all the way down here. And I want us to start off here and um in first John chapter five verse two it says by this we know that we love the that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments <clears throat> for this is the love of God 
that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. Amen. Um, 2 John chapter 1 verse 3. Grace be with you, mercy and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father and truth and love. Okay. And 2 John chapter 1 verse 6. And this is love. That we walk after his commandments. This is the commandment that as ye have heard from the beginning, ye should walk in it. Okay? This is love. That we walk in, that we walk after his commandments. Now Jesus said to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And to love your neighbor as thyself. But what does this mean? <clears throat> to love somebody, especially when we walk in love, we, it is a sacrificial love. Why? Because Christ gave himself. Okay? Christ gave himself for the church. Okay? He, he paid... He purchased the church with his sacrifice. Okay? Now, we are also to love others. Means that we are to put our needs behind and put others' needs before our own. Okay? Now, so... In uh, 1 John chapter 4, verse 12, No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Okay? But in verse 16, it says, And we have known and believed the love that God hath toward us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Okay, the next verse, in verse 17, Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Now, if we go down, let's see here. Oh, in verse 20, it says, If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? <clears throat> so it is important that we are that we ought to love our brothers and sisters in Christ as well as our neighbor. Amen. And loving your neighbor can simply be taking them out to eat, sharing them, sharing Christ with them. Amen. But we ought to love our neighbor. So we are to walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Now, Christ gave himself and purchased the church by his sacrifice. Christ gave himself for the church. The church is the bride of Christ. 
okay? We are the bride and he is the bridegroom. Christ died so we can so we can marry him. Okay? Now we're going to be talking about marriage here in a little bit. Okay? But not yet. In a little bit we're going to be talking about marriage and how it correlates to Christ and the church. Now, it doesn't stop there. It says, But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become as saints. Okay? But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it... So, as saints... <clears throat> as saints, as we are saints, as we are born-again saints... Okay, when you're, when you're born again, you become a saint. Okay? Now, fornication and uncleanness and covetousness, we're not to, we're not to, we're not to, uh, it's not to be named. We're not to be named among these, we're not to be guilty of these things. Okay? Now, when we fall into these things, Keep in mind, God's going to deal with you in private. But, it comes to a point where if you don't, if you don't want it, if you don't want to, if you don't want God to deal with it in private, He's going to bring it out and everyone's going to know what you committed. Okay? Now, the reason why as saints, we are not to, and see, and, and here's the thing. When we read this, but fornication and all uncleanness and covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become a saints. Do you know why? Because when you, when you claim the name of Christ, okay, when you are guilty of such, and it's known to everybody, how well does that do as per your testimony? It destroys it. It destroys it and it doesn't... <clears throat> it destroys it and it doesn't glorify God. It dishonors God. Okay? And how you live matters. So I don't... So all these people that say, well, bless God, praise the Lord, I got saved. I can do whatever I want. First of all, if you think that you can be born again and live like the devil, then you're ignorant of the scriptures. You're ignorant. Because why? Because Paul says that fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness should not be named among you as become as saints. You're supposed to put that stuff off when you become born again. We're to be putting all this sin off. Remember, be ye holy as I am holy, saith the Lord. Holiness is being separated 
from sin onto God. That's what holiness is. Okay, now, continuing on. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an, who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. <clears throat> Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Listen, if you think that you can live, if you think you can get saved and live like the devil, let me tell you something about those people. I'm willing to bet that some of those people say that because they think they have a ticket to heaven and they can live however they, and because they got their ticket to heaven they can live however they want to and that is simply not the case okay so all you people that can listen up okay listen up here all you Christians, quote-unquote, think that you're saved and you can go off and live like the devil. I would strongly question your salvation. Okay? Now, it says, Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things... What are these things? Well, these things are talking about the the fornication, the uncleanness, the covetousness, the filthiness, the foolish talking, the jesting, the whoremongering, the uncleanness, the covetous man, the idolater, all these things. These things that were mentioned. Okay? It's because of those things that cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. You know what that means? Is that if you do those things, and you, if you say you're a quote-unquote Christian, and yet you live like the devil, you're not really saved, in my opinion. But you are still a child of disobedience. Do you know why? Because those people that fornicate are unclean, covetousness, filthiness, foolish talking, justing, all those things that are mentioned. All those things that people do. Okay? They are children of disobedience. They are those those disobedient children are of a spirit and it's not the spirit of God. It's the spirit of this world. It's a spirit of Antichrist. Now I want you to listen very carefully. <clears throat> because they are children of disobedience. In verse 7 it says, Be not ye therefore partakers with them. You are to separate yourself. 
the moment that you become born again, you ought, you become separate from the world onto God's service. Okay, so we see that there's a separation. You are not to be partakers with these idolaters and fornicators. Don't be partakers of them, with them. You are to separate yourselves from this world. You are to separate yourselves from sin. You're, God says, be holy as I am holy, which is to be separated from sin unto God. We're to be the spotless, the spotless bride of Christ. And the bride is the church. And the church is where two or more are gathered in his name. He's in the midst of, a, of, of them. That's church. Whether people realize it or not, we're having church right now. For anyone, for all those who uh, tune in and watch or even just simply just watching online. Okay, we're having church. Well, online church, let's put it that way. Um, so we are to be separated. We're not to be partakers of these people. Separate yourselves. <clears throat> now here's the key part. Verse 8. For you were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Okay? Sin is darkness. God is light. And, and in God there is no darkness. If we are light and are called the children of light, we ought to walk in the light and not darkness. But we are to be a light in this dark world. Amen. So you see that light and darkness have no fellowship. But they're separated. You cannot mingle the two. <coughs> For the fruit of the Spirit is in all good, goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And just as I was saying, I want you to listen very closely. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. We ought to be reproving the works of darkness. But the key word there is, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. <clears throat> Which clearly shows you that there needs to be a separation from light and dark. Okay. Save your spot in there and I want you I want you to turn to Genesis. Genesis Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. 
There we go. God and uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 14. God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of, firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. Okay. We see there's a dividing of the lights. You've got light and darkness. Amen. Now, I want us to go actually go back. <coughs> To verse number two, or number three, sorry. Verse three. And it says, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. <laughs> Guys, pay close attention to that. God divided the light from the darkness. Divided the light from the darkness, which means that light and darkness cannot coexist. You're either going to be children of the day or you're going to be children of the night. Which one are you? Which which side are you going to be on? You're going to walk in light or you're going to walk in darkness? God divided the light from the darkness. And guess what? Still, God is still doing that. But in this case, God is doing, he's dividing the light and the darkness. Eventually, it's going to be from believers and unbelievers. And that's actually a whole nother message, but we won't get into that, okay? But the point I'm trying to make is, when you become born again, you are children of light and need to act like children of light. Don't act like children of darkness. We are to be a peculiar people, a different people. We are to be light. We are to be salt. We are not to have fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Amen. Let's see here. Let's go to... Uh, I gotta go. Let's see. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God, as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. We ought to live holy and separated lives. We are to be that spotless bride of Christ. And that can only be achieved by the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. <clears throat> now, but all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. 
For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake, thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Let me tell you something. When you're drunk with wine, you won't be able to tell what is good and what is bad, what is holy, what is unholy, what is clean and unclean. Pastors are not, pastors, preachers, evangelists are not to drink wine. Why? Because being drunk with wine, they won't be able to put difference between clean and unclean and holy and unholy. Now Paul says, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess. Don't be a drunkard. Okay? Do not be a drunkard. Which should tell you how uh, how serious sobriety is. Sobriety is a big thing with God. And you ought to be sober and vigilant. Not drunk and out of control. But we are to be filled with the Spirit. Speaking, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Giving thanks always for all things unto God, unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Here's a key part. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Now, we ought to submit ourselves to authority. We need to submit ourselves to God. We need to submit ourselves first to God, then authority. And the authority that God gives us, we are to submit ourselves. One to another in the fear of God. Fear of God is talking about reverential fear. Not like, oh my, no, I'm, I'm scared of him. No, it's a reverence. We're to submit one to another in reverence. So if you get pulled over by a police officer, submit yourself to that authority. Don't be a big mouth and smart off to a police officer. That will, that won't, that will land you, that will land you in a place you don't want to be. Let's put it that way. Now, why is this important? Because submitting ourselves in the fear of God, well, this is a demonstration and picture of marriage. Why? Because 
we as the church <clears throat> submit ourselves to Christ because Christ is the head of the church. He is the authority that we have to submit ourselves under. He, we love him because he first loved us. Amen. Now, why do I say that? Because right after Paul says submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God, then he gets into marriage. And let's talk about that for, for a few minutes. It says in verse 22, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. The Lord is the head of the church. We are to submit ourselves unto his, under his authority. And just as we submit under, we submit to the Lord's authority, so shall, or so should, the wives submit to the authority of their husbands. Why is this? Because Christ is the head of the church. And he loves the church and gave himself for it. Now, it's why? Because in verse 23, it says, For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. <clears throat> now, let me put this in a hierarchical, I hate to use the word hierarchical, but let me put this in perspective for you. This is how it works in God's kingdom. You have God the Father. You have the Son. Okay. Now as for the church, the church comes after. Okay. But specifically for marriage purposes, we've got God the Father. We've got Christ, and then we have the husband, and then we have the wife. Okay? That's how it works in God's, in, in God's kingdom. Now, Satan has a perversion of that. Satan is, it goes, Satan, and then the wife, and then the husband. We got a problem with that. The, the husband is the head of the wife because, let's think about this. Let's go back to Adam and Eve. Who was it that rebelled and who was it that was deceived? Adam was the one that rebelled because he knew better. He knew what the, command, the actual commandment was, so he rebelled. But the woman was deceived. So let me ask you a question. Why would God put, if the woman was deceived, why would, why would God put the woman as the head if she was deceived? Think about that for a second. The, it, was, it was Adam that rebelled. So therefore, you know, and naturally the, 
naturally, the uh, husband is going to be the head. Okay? Now, I'm probably kind of going off on a tangent and don't know what I'm talking about. Now, <clears throat> let's go to Esther. Turn with me to the book of Esther. Now, let's see here. Esther, okay? Esther chapter 1, verse 20. Okay, this is King Ahasuerus. He's the uh, a Gentile king. It says... Uh, and when the king's decree, which he shall make, shall be published throughout all his empire, for it is great. I want you to listen to what he says. All the wives shall give to their husbands honor, both to great and small. And saying, and the saying pleased the king, and the princes and the king did according to the word of Memekin. Okay. Now, it says here that the wives were to give their husbands honor. That's what it means when you submit to your to your wives. That's what that's that's what it means when you submit to your husbands. You give him honor because I'll explain. When you submit to your husband's authority, whether you agree or not, whether you agree or disagree, when you submit to your husband's authority, you are giving him honor. Amen. And wives ought to honor their husbands. Now, the husband is to love the wife. It is not a dictatorship. It's a headship. There's a difference between a dictatorship and a headship. A headship is where there is love and affection. Okay? Husbands will love their wives. And the wives will honor her. The wife will honor her husband. When the, the husbands love their wives, the wives will love their husbands. Think about that, okay? We love him because he first loved us. Christ died and gave himself for... He died and gave himself for the church. So who was it that demonstrated the love first? It was Christ. Christ demonstrated his love for us and he purchased the church. And we, as the church, as the bride, we give honor and reverence to Christ because he is the husband, he is the, the bridegroom. But he, Christ, because he loved us, we love him. So shall it be in a marriage. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ gave himself for his church. Wives are to submit to their husbands and honor them. Amen? But in a dictatorship, there is no love. 
in a dictatorship, it's do I do as I say or else. That's a dictatorship. A headship. It'd be nice if you could do this for me. If not, that's okay. I'll still love you. A biblical marriage is a headship. The man is the head, and that and he is the headship of that house. It is not a dictatorship. Wives, submit yourselves on your own husbands as unto the Lord. The husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands and everything. Okay, that's part of honoring. <clears throat> that is part of that honor. To wives are wives should wives ought to honor their husbands. Wives should also love their husbands. Now, the wife is subject on, okay, so the church is subject onto Christ. Why? Because Christ is the head. Okay, Christ is the one that makes the decisions, the final decisions. Okay, he, Christ is the head. And just as Christ is the head, the husband is the head. So wives are to honor and respect uh, her, hus uh, her husband. Now, if the husband says something that may go against it, then wives should pray for their husbands because God will change them. God will change them. Wives are to honor and to love and respect the husband. And the husband is to love the to love his wife. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. You know, the key word there is gave himself for it. Husbands, would you give yourself to your wife? Would you demonstrate that love to your wife? By putting her needs ahead of your own? Because There is no greater love than for a man to lay his life down for his friends. And as Christ loves the church and gave himself, he gave himself, meaning he laid his life down. Wouldn't you husbands, all you husbands, wouldn't you, or wouldn't you want to do things for your wife? Wouldn't you sacrifice your time to spend time with her? 
Because you should. Husbands should sacrifice what they want. And, you know, they should be able to pay full. They, he, and here's what I'm trying to say. Husbands should really, um, boy, how can I put this? Um, basically, husbands, put your needs aside and put your wife wife's needs ahead of yours. There you go. That's the way to say it. Because that's what that's what a loving husband would do. Would focus and give his attention to his wife. Regardless of what he may want. He'll do things for his wife because he loves her. Shouldn't husbands do things for their wives because they love them? Yeah, of course. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. See, we see that word sanctify. Okay. <clears throat> Check this out. I'm, I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna make this really. I'm gonna make this really cool. Okay, check this out. When you become born again, okay. When you get born again, you get regenerated. You get Holy Ghost filled. You are sanctified. Okay, you become sanctified. You you are sanctified and will continue to go through that sanctification process. And what is that? What do I mean by that? means that you are set apart onto Christ and for his service. Thank you. If you all if if you all think you know where you're going, just, just hang on. Okay, so when you become born again and enter the body of Christ, you are sanctified and set apart for his service. In a marriage when a man and a woman come together and they become husband and wife, the wife, the husband loves his wife, and the wife is then become sanctified and set apart to her husband. So the moment that a husband and a wife, when a man and a woman come together as husband and wife, the wife is then sanctified and set apart for just her husband. Does that make sense? So as believers, we're sanctified and set apart unto Christ. We're set apart. We're, we're, we become separated from the world and we become a, we, we, we are set apart unto Christ. Okay? Just as we are set apart for Christ, the bride is set apart onto her husband. That's about as simple as I'm going to be able to make it. That he might sanctify and cleanse it. <laughs> Excuse me. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water 
by the word, that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. You guys, this is why just, okay, so just as a wife is sanctified and set apart unto her husband, we as the church are to be sanctified and set apart unto Christ. Remember, be ye holy as I am holy. Holiness is to be set apart from sin unto God. We're to be separated from the world and set apart unto Christ. So with that said, you can't claim the name of Christ and live however you want to. Do you know why? Because if you think that you can become born again and live like the devil is like whoremongering around or whoring around with multiple people. Let's stop there for a second. For this he know, back in verse 5, For this he know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. So if you think you can be saved and live like the devil, it's just as if you were going around, whoring around with multiple people, And those people don't receive an an inheritance. You know why? Because they are the children of disobedience. They are lost. This whole chapter is 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 really a marriage, a marital chapter. So what are you gonna do? Are you going to claim that you're saved, live like the devil? which is almost like the equivalent of having multiple partners or are you going to get saved, get filled with the spirit and have one husband? That's Christ. I want you to think about that. Amen. Think about that for a second. Let all that soak in a little bit. We're almost done. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. You know why? Because when a man and a woman come together and they marry, the twain should become one flesh. For no man ever yet hateth his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause 
shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. Does that make sense now? The wife is to reverence her husband. She is to honor her. She is to honor her husband. To honor is to reverence. To be subject, for a wife to be subject unto her husband. Is to show reverence. Amen. So, I want to say this in closing. We got into a lot of stuff about being followers and living a holy and sanctified life. We did. We got into a lot of stuff. And if you actually read the chapter, you'll notice that that whole chapter actually fits very well together because Paul is making a point with all that he's saying. Amen. So, the question, so what I want to say is this in closing. Are you going to be one? Are you going to be one that claims to be saved and lives like the devil? Which is like the equivalent to having multiple partners and being a harlot or a whoremonger? Or are you going to become born again, spirit-filled, sanctified, meaning set apart for God, set apart for Christ, which is a picture of not just salvation, but it's also a picture of marriage. And when you are set apart to Christ, Christ is is the head in which we ought to reverence and give him that respect and honor. Just as a wife should reverence and honor and respect her husband. And that reverence is a reverence of love. A loving reverence. Not a fearful reverence, a loving a loving reverence. And the husband loves the wife, his wife. Amen. So you got a choice. You can claim you can claim the name of Christ and live like a devil and have multiple partners. Or you can be born again, be married to Christ, and love and reverence Him, and let Christ 
be the husband. Amen. So that is it. That's all I got. That is all I got for today. That's all I got for this evening, actually. Um, so I hope that was a blessing to you. I know that was probably a lot of deep stuff. And I'm trying to look around because I think I'm missing something. And I guess I'm not. Maybe I put it back. I don't know. Um, but anyways, uh, I'm trying to find that card I had earlier. Oh, I guess not. Okay. So anyways, so I hope that was a blessing to you. Um, I'm sorry if I kind of rambled on and on and on and I wasn't, um, just, I wasn't in, in one spot today. Um, <clears throat> please do pray for me. Um, it's been a rough day. It really has been a rough day. But I'm glad that I came on to do this, amen. So I'm glad I was able to do this, and I'm glad I, you know, came on to to talk about this because it's important, right? You know, we I need to I I gotta try to you know stay busy, but I need to be the man of my word. If I'm gonna do them on Tuesdays, I ought need I ought not to uh, unless if I'm sick, I really should be doing them regardless of how I feel, amen. So anyway, so I do apologize. Um, Hope you all can forgive me. Um, please do pray for me. I'm struggling quite a bit. Okay, so you pray for me. Um, uh, just want to remind you guys that on Sunday, we're going to prob probably be doing a rerun on the second message, which talks about fearing to fear God. That's a Father's Day message I did, so I'm going to do a rerun of that. Um, <clears throat> that's on Sunday. And remember, next week, we're going to be finishing up Ephesians chapter 6, so stay tuned for that, all right? Uh, but other than that, that's going to be it for the evening. I love you guys. God bless you. You guys have a great and fantastic evening. You have a great week, and we'll see you all on Sunday. God bless you guys. See ya. Love you.